And we are rolling. Yorgo, welcome Alrighty. to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir, of course. So for everybody listening, uh, you guys know me. Maybe you don't know Yorgo, but Yorgo is somebody I came across on Twitter probably a couple months ago. Uh, he's a so, stock yeah. trader, options trader. I, I first came across him and was like, man, this guy knows his stuff. And a couple months down the line, now he's got <laughs> his own Discord group. He's got nearly 100 members in it now that are paying monthly to get access to his plays, his team's plays. Uh, he's making a lot of money in the stock market, and he's helping a lot of people do the same as well. So, Yorgo, thank you for being on the show. I'm excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I just want to know, right off the cuff, why stocks? Why options? Hmm. Best way I can explain that is um, you want to invest your money. You want your money to make you more money. A lot of people don't understand that. Even for, forget options, even stocks, investing in something, holding a long position, uh, whether you're holding a dividend stock, whether you're holding a growth stock, you want something to want to make you more money, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's where the initial goal is. You want to make money. That's what everybody gets in the stock market for. You want to get, you want to make money. Excuse me. And options, stocks, we all have to, um, What's the words I'm looking for here? <laughs> um, one sec. So why stocks? Why options? Okay. Is there specifics here, or honestly, well, see what what I'm getting at, and you brought up a very good point too. Yeah. Is we want our money to make us money. Because at the end of the yeah. day, people who are entrepreneurs, business savvy, realize how valuable their time is. So we don't want to spend 10 hours a day working for money. Yeah. We can spend two hours a day working for money. And then exactly. the rest of the 22 hours out of the day, our money's working for us. So the stock market's yeah. a good tool for us to be able to do that. Yeah. So getting into this topic about our money working for us, right? We're going to break down two terms, assets, liabilities. An asset is something that you own that appreciates or grows in monetary value. A liability is something that you own that does not increase, but can also decrease in value. So example, an, um, an asset can be a stock, for example, yeah. you own uh, a part of a company and it'll grow in value over time. A liability would be a car because you can spend yeah. $10,000 at the car dealership, brand new. As soon as you drive it off the lot, it's worth 5000 now or yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, so, yeah. So with that being said, we want as much of our money tied into assets as possible because yeah. our money's going to grow. So the stock market is a tool that we utilize to be able to do that. Um, now, Yorgo, we were talking a little bit earlier yeah. about the different outlets that where we can invest our money. So mm-hmm. things like reselling, uh, reselling, real estate, stock market, options trading, um, heck, even vending machines, renting out yeah. cars. So what makes the stock market stick out to you as opposed to something like resell? Well, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you can make more money doing one or the other. It's just all about preference and how much you're willing to immerse yourself into something. For instance, if you're doing resale, you know, if that's something, if that's your niche, if that's something that you're really good at, or if that's something that you really want to get good at, you're going to work hard to get, get into it. It's the same thing with the stock market, learning about stocks, learning about all the different terms in stocks, uh, learning about options, learning about, you know, uh, how options work. Um, assets, liabilities, you want to have more assets and liabilities, obviously. You want money, your money to be worth, to, to be invested in something that you can see that initial investment back and more potentially. Um, a lot of people don't know, but before I was trading stocks, I was actually reselling myself. Um, I was, um, I'd go to this local video game store. Um, I'd purchase up a bunch of, a bunch of consoles cause they'd have everything on discount. It was like a discount store. I'd purchase up consoles, purchase games, uh, controllers, computers, whatever they had, uh, any technology, basically I would clean them up, shine them up, repair them however they need to be repaired. Usually I wouldn't buy anything that would, you know, need too much work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd buy it at a fair price and then I'd flip it for 50 to a hundred dollars generally. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't have enough money to invest. Even if you invest $100 every week, if you can put $100 aside, that's 5200 a year mm-hmm. that you're investing in the market. People have – the main reason why a lot of people do not see profitability in the stock market is because they have what we like to call in our group uh, the get-rich-quick syndrome. Um and it's, 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 it's not a good thing. Basically you want to, everyone wants to get rich quick. Everyone wants, you know, to have millions. Everyone wants this, everyone wants that, but it just doesn't necessarily happen like that. And if you rush things in the stock market, you're not going to get rich quick. You're going to get broke quick. Mm-hmm. It's very important to understand that if you're not trying to get into stocks um, for the long term, like, you know, making money in the long term, you're not going to make a lot of money because stocks are a long-term thing. Some people don't even, some people take it full-time. Some people trade full-time. They trade every day. Some people hold uh, long-term shares, you know, long-term positions. And there's nothing wrong with either one. It's just, you need to understand that you're not, it's not magically going to happen in, overnight that you're going to become a millionaire or you're going to make a hundred thousand, 200,000, 500,000, et cetera. Um, yeah, so uh, you were talking a little about a little bit earlier, right? About how you graduated high school, you tried this program for the medical school, and ultimately got a couple jobs that you were working, saved up enough money to start investing into the stock market, and now you're doing it full time. I want to yeah. know what the mindset shift was. What changed internally? where you decided, you know, I don't need to be working this job anymore. I can do this full time. What was yeah. the kicker? So the process with that was I was working both those jobs 40 hours a week. So I was working 80 hour weeks, basically. I was physically exhausted. I was getting mentally exhausted because, you know, regardless of labor, what kind of labor you work in, if it's anything that requires physical hands-on work, it's going to take a toll on your body working that many hours every week. Um, basically the transition there happened. I had a, I was moving kind of steady, you know, in the stock market. Um, 
I was working my way back after I was down about 12,000 and it was, that was in a one month, one month span, by the way, it was, um, between October and November, I went down about 12,000 and between November and the end of December, I managed to make back the 12,000. Mm. Um, and I realized if I can do that in such a limited time, you know, even when the market's green or the market's red, like if I'm able to make money like this, I should be able to do this full time. Yeah. But I didn't make that decision until early January when I had my uh, one of my best days at that time uh, in the stock market where I made $16,000 in one day wow. trading options. Um, at that point, that was that was the week where I decided I'm quitting my job and I'm doing this full time. Um, so, so that yeah. was the turning point for me, seeing that I was able to get that sort of success through the stock market. I used that success to start branding. I used that to start building an audience, start talking to people, start teaching people. Because initially the goal that I have personally, uh, it's not one that we've discussed as, as, as a group with my partners, but I eventually want to start some sort of physical school one day um, where we teach young adults about stocks and, and finances. Yeah. Um, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like to me, I mean, because a lot of people, they get this idea where they find out about a business model. They find out that people yeah. are making $50,000 a day in the market or $50,000 a day doing business. They hear this and they're like, Oh shoot, I can do this. I'm going to quit my job right now. And I'm going to go yeah. make it happen tomorrow. Like, no, hold on a second. You've never been in business for one second in your life. You've never yeah. made a single, you don't even know how to buy a stock. You don't even know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> while you're working your job, while you still have your safety net, that's when you start to take a little bit out of your paycheck and put it yeah. towards growing something on the side. And only once you have exceeded the revenue you make at your job in your business or with stocks, that's mm -hmm. the, that's when you can go ahead and decide that you can move on from that. But too many people have this idea where it's just jumping right into the depths of the yeah. with no life jacket, no safety boat, no nothing. And they get burned hard. Yep. It's, it's definitely something people don't think about because they get the illusion of, oh, he did this so I can do this too. Mm -hmm. But wait, but when they actually hop into it, they go, but wait, mm -hmm. what am I actually doing? Right. You know, what, what is it that they're doing that I'm, I need to be doing like them. And the thing is, it's not about competition. It's not about competing with other people. It's about finding your own niche and then crafting your own brand, crafting your own, uh, you know, uh, strategy. Um, a lot of people don't get that. They just, like I said, uh, they want, they want, they get immersed in the get rich quick syndrome. Mm -hmm. They see other people make money. So they want to make money too, but they don't actually know how to make the money. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because you can always teach yourself, but anyone that hops into the stock market blindly without any knowledge is I'm, I'm guaranteeing you they're going to lose money. I'm willing to bet on that. Oh, yeah, it's will. it's just not it's not, it's just not gonna work, you know. If you don't know anything about what you're doing, it's like working at a uh, manufacturing company, right? And you're and they're telling you to operate a forklift, and you and you have no prior experience of operating a forklift, but you just try and do that, and then you just smash up a bunch of boxes. It's the same thing, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or heck, I don't know if you've ever seen The Office, but like when 
when he tears down the whole warehouse. Hurts yeah. <laughs> like the stock market can be a lot worse than that. Cause you can put like, you sell your house and you put 200 grand into the market and yeah. three days later you're down $80,000. And you know, I've seen, I've seen like, way too many people throw away all their income basically in the stock market because they didn't know what they were doing. That's insane. And it's like, there is the, that is the risk factor in doing stocks. But at the same time, if you're, it's not anybody's fault, but yours, if you're losing money, if you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. because yeah, you have to take accountability. Of course. And that's with everything. That's for every risk you take. You've got to know what yeah. your performance level is. But yeah. I've got, let's see my audience on, you know, throughout my social media channels and whatever may a majority of them are, I would say between, 12 to 23 okay so kind of uh even though they're they're young there's kind of like two sides of that you know there's people who are like 17 plus and then 16 and below so 16 below they're still in school they're still learning everything they're trying to figure out what they they can do and then there's 17 plus who are starting to take things a little bit seriously maybe they got a job maybe they got a little bit of money saved up so i want to offer advice to both of those groups yeah. If you'd want to help me. So starting with the younger side, people are still in school. What are some things that they can start doing to start getting an understanding of these things about assets, liability, business, investing? What are some steps they can take? Well, obviously a lot of people aren't prepared to go out in the real world when they become an adult. Um, but that starts with what I've seen a lot, because I wasn't one of those people, but I've seen a lot of people when it, when they were my age, when I was a teenager, is they like spending their money on stuff that they don't need. Yeah. And if you save that money, you start saving a little bit. So even if you save $5 a week, you know what I'm saying? Like, save it every week while you're in high school. Those four years, you save those $5, you're, you're going to have a little bit of money to work with coming out of high school. You know, even, even you know, I know a lot of kids don't work jobs in high school, um, but that's something that they should consider too, you know, working uh, a job, making some income because most people have their parents covering their expenses. So it's not like they have any uh, expenses of their own when they're at that age. Um, Doing that for starters is um, something that we need to start establishing with a youth because um, I just see a lot of people wasting all their money on stuff they don't need. And then when they get out into the real world, they're not prepared. And then they, or if they don't have a plan like for college or any business plan or anything like that, they're all stuck in dead end jobs that they don't want to be in. But it's the reality is if you get ahead in life, you wouldn't be behind at that point. If that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. I think there's two ways that they can approach this from being so young. The first one, like you said, is action, right? That yeah. active, actually doing things like saving money, or maybe you yeah. go and work weekends at some neighbor's house and you cut their lawn or whatever for an extra 30 bucks, but the act of doing things right action and earning money, saving money, watching how you spend your money, budgeting it, and then learning how to invest it into different areas is going to be key. Cause I tell you what, if, I was a 12 year old or if there's a 12 year old right now, who's doing that by the time they graduated, they would have had seven plus years of experience on me when I graduated or six Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, So that's, that's something that I think everybody should 
start being mindful of it. Start doing some of those things. The other thing is I, I think people just need to start immersing themselves in the knowledge that there is out there because there's a yeah. lot of it, a lot of good information that people can consume and start learning about a ton of different things. And that's very key also. So when you pair that with doing, they're going to be unstoppable by the time you're 20 years old. See, the thing is you give, if you give teenagers a step-by-step process of managing your financials, a lot of them are not going to be interested because they hear, they're going to hear all these steps that come with it, you know, all these things they have to do. But if you work at one thing at a time, by the time it's, it, 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 it's time basically for you to come into the real world into becoming an adult, you know, having to manage your own finances uh, in a, in a real situation, real scenario, you're going to be more well prepared for it. And it all starts from a younger age because we wouldn't have all these people, you know, having issues of where they have to work fast food jobs, where they have, where there's homelessness, you know, obviously not everyone has the uh, environment, you know, to have those resources readily available to them, but sometimes you have to go after it. You have to take initiative in in your own education and your learning and your financials. Yeah. And, you know, a 15 year old is at such an advantage because they've got three years out of their high school career where they can take the time to act and get a little side job, invest a little side money, learn how to budget while at the same time continuously learning about how to invest, how to work the stock market, uh, how to grow a business. Three whole years that they have to do that uh, as a high school student, assuming they're a sophomore. Yeah. And by the time they graduate from high school, maybe they don't need to go to college. Maybe they go into college because they already got this idea. But since they have this idea and they know how to work it, they start pulling the brightest minds from these big universities and putting them together and building really great teams. They're just at such an advantage being so young because that learning really does start to compound. So that's what what I would recommend any 15-year-old to do. I mean, most teenagers are more interested in, you know, going out with their friends, you know, playing video games, watching TV, doing all this other stuff. But if you literally, because if I, I was the same way, I'm not going to pretend like I was, um, you know, interested in my education at that age. But reflecting on it now, if you just took an hour out of your day, like, you know, even if it's late night, afternoon, whatever, take an hour out of your day or even out of your weekends, take two or three hours out of your weekends to study and learn a new skill Mm. having a skill is super important into getting out into the real world because if you're out there and you don't know what you're doing it's going to be really hard for you to adjust and skills can be anything and there's a lot of even that are underrated because we've got things like people who are good at cold email or facebook Mm -hmm. ads or uh, linkedin marketing but there's yep. also skills like communication or public speaking or persuasiveness and selling that are equally lucrative and important for a lot of businesses and companies. And uh, I, I agree for people like that, dude, get good at a lot of yeah. practice, a lot of things and they'll make it. Yeah. Like you don't even need to be like, you know, you don't need to be a marketing god or anything like that. Just as long as you're attempting to find your craft, basically, 
in something, it's a step forward into getting out into the real world. A lot of times you won't succeed. It's going to happen. You're going to fail at a lot of things, but you have to use those failures to find something that works for you. Yeah. And see, that's, and I've had, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the thing with everything in life is when you first start, you're going to fail anyways. Yeah. If you're trying to find something worthwhile, why not shoot or why not set your aims for the moon? Because yeah, you're going to fail. But as soon as you pick back up and you start growing and learning, well, guess what? The moon's still right there and you're still shooting yeah. for it instead of shooting for the little stop sign that's five feet above the road. The big problem I've, I've noticed with a lot of people is they don't recognize when they're actually successful. Success is relative to what you're actually trying to accomplish. And that goes into, oh, this guy made you know 500000 this guy made a million. You, people tend to compare themselves to others and their financial successes or their success in life in general, whatever, you know, skill they are working at, but it's not about comparing yourself. It's just about working on yourself and zoning all that out. Because if you're worried about how much others are succeeding, you're not worrying enough about how much you are succeeding. Mm-hmm. You don't, it's not about getting out ahead of everyone in life. It's about putting yourself in a position to where you feel like you are, you know, in a, in a great spot financially you know physically mentally people need to focus on their own success rather than worrying about how other people are doing around them because there's always going to be somebody ahead of you and there's always going to be somebody behind you financially speaking Mm -hmm. but that is not relative to what you're trying to accomplish because let's say your goal is to make five hundred thousand. once you hit that five hundred thousand, just because somebody else is at two million doesn't necessarily mean you failed you've you've succeeded because somebody else behind you has never is never going to see five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. yeah another thing too is money isn't the end all be all either because we can yeah. get somebody who earns five hundred thousand, somebody who earns a million right one earns twice as much as the other the guy who owns a mil or the guy who earns a million dollars a year maybe he has to work 12 hours a day maybe he has to yeah. drive 50 minutes to and home from work while the other guy who makes uh half as much he gets to spend five hours out of the day with his kids and with his wife. And he coaches his son's baseball team and he goes to his daughter's ballet lessons and he's happy as it all can be. Yeah. So that's, that's money. Amazing. Money isn't the most important thing because I always stress this point out when I'm talking about, you know, money. Yes. Money gives you f- the financial freedom basically to do what you want to do in life. You know, like if you have enough of it, but at the end of the day, if you worked, worked, worked to make all that money and you're not happy, is it really worth it? You know, it's also a mental thing because, you know, somebody else could have $2 million and I could be at $100. But that person who has $100, you know, saved up could still be happy in their lives while the person who has $2 million is not. Because mm-hmm. the money is not, money won't bring people happiness. And a lot of people don't understand this point. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. And it doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account at the end of the day. The next day, you can – life isn't guaranteed, you know? You won't be – one day you could be alive, one day you could be dead. And what all that money is not – you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not – It can't save you at that point. Yeah, it's not going to save you. Yeah. It's not going to save your life. That's why it's important to live out every day, live out every minute, every week, every month. Important. Make the most of it. Absolutely, Yorgo. Yeah, dude, you're you're right on the money with 
that statement right there. And I appreciate that somebody like you who does a lot of work in the financial world, trades a lot in options and with stocks and earns a lot, that you're still able to recognize that that's not the end goal. Yeah. It's just a mechanism. That's the way I look at it too. It's just a mechanism for Mm -hmm. achieving more of what we want to do, which is different for everybody. Freedom, spending time with your family, taking care of your parents. I'm always, I'm always going to be the same person I was when I had $1 in my, in my account originally, than I would be at the time I'd reach a million dollars. Because at the end of the day, I realized that money is not the end all be all Mm -hmm. because there's so many more important things in life. Um, and money is just a means to an end. Like, like you said, um, we can keep working, 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 but you don't want to overwork yourself because when you actually reach that goal that you're trying to reach, for instance, you know, I want to make a million dollars. You finally make a million dollars. You're 50, 60 years old. And then you're like, wait, what did I do with my life? You know, where was the act? Cause there's a certain enjoyment to making money. Obviously, you know, people like seeing, getting closer to the goals that they're reaching. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you know, while you're working, if you're not happy doing what you do for a living, your life is not going to be enjoyable. And I'd rather have an enjoyable life than have all that money. If that, if that, I think anybody with logic, you know, would feel the same way because if you worked your whole life to make all this money, what is it really worth? You know, if, if you have 10 years left on your life, you have five years left on your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And crazy thing about it is we'll never know, but yeah. you know, you, you had um, so much wisdom to share with us today. And I'm glad that you were able to really break down that there are things more important than reading charts and reading yeah. indicators. Uh, there's way more to the profits we make in the market or in business. It's, it's about enjoying our life, making the most of it. So thank you for coming on to the show and being somebody who is successful, but reminds us that there's more to it than just that. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having uh, me. We'll definitely do this again. And maybe next episode, we'll start talking about like a little more in depth of mm-hmm. you know, the, the market and options yeah. and, contracts and all that stuff. But I want to go ahead and leave us on a positive note. So mm-hmm. um, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, This was really enjoyable. (laughs) 